Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. It's Logan and Daniel again. Yeah, we're back. I'm Daniel. You're Logan. Well, we're... We never actually say that a lot. That's true. When we're talking. So I wonder if people are ever confused about who's who. Wasn't it obvious? I'm Logan. I mean, I think I do the intro. Yeah, you do the intro. Which... I think I say my name in the intro. I can't remember. Yeah, I recorded yeah. it a long time ago. Hey, this is Daniel. Yeah, so people <laughs> probably know then that if I'm on the episode, this true. is me. And if they've listened long enough, they know the difference between you and Quint. Quint's yeah. fired up. Quint's always like, what? <laughs> yeah. Very intense. What's going on with you? You're almost married. Well, by the time people listen to this, will it be? Yes. Yeah, by the time they listen to this, for sure it will be. Um, I am getting married in four days on October 8th, and hopefully it's not freezing outside. It might be freezing outside. Pretty congrats, because it's kind of quasi-outdoor. Is it outdoor-outdoor for the ceremony? No, so the ceremony is outdoor. Like, it's it's Legit outdoor? Yeah, so... uh, I'm going to bring those, like... Hand warmers. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it could be cold. If it's 60 and sunny, if there's not a lot of wind, it should be okay. It's down in like a valley kind of thing, so there shouldn't be tons of wind, but we'll see. I don't know. And, yeah. Uh, it's on a horse farm, so who knows? But then in the barn, there's heat, so that should be okay. So that's it's where the reception awesome. is. And it's going to be like outdoors, that. and then like we're hanging out in a barn, which for people who don't understand Kentucky, that sounds weird, but... Yeah. Like barns in Kentucky are nicer than houses. Yeah, they're, they're super nice. My my mom was like, country. "You're getting married in a barn. We put cows in a in a barn in Wisconsin. Like, what is going on?" Yeah, barns here are. Yeah, no, they're crazy. Nuts. It, it, it's a very it's a very nice venue. Uh, we're looking forward to it. We're gonna start. Uh, it's like five o'clock. It should be really nice fall weather. We have fall themes. We're doing breakfast for dinner because we love I'm breakfast. I'm so stoked about this. I hope it's good. I, a lot of people gave us pushback. You know, like what? our families people are People like, are idiots. Breakfast. You can't do breakfast. You got to do dry chicken and mashed potatoes for weddings. But we uh, we wanted to do something a little bit different, and we love eating breakfast for dinner. So I'm glad you're doing that. Do. I got vetoed on my food choices at my wedding. What were your food choices? I wanted boneless buffalo wings. Oh, my God. And like some cheeseburgers or sliders or something. That would have been the best wedding ever. Like I wanted food that people wanted to eat, but and I got vetoed on that somehow. I don't even remember what we had. Chicken or beet? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, are we trying to do something different? Yeah, and you're putting together. You're doing the playlist. I did all the playlists, so nice. I was a that was a lot of work. But I did playlists for. The ceremony, well, Hannah and I helped with the ceremony part. Then we did, we have like a cocktail hour time where people can get food and stuff while we're taking pictures. So we have a playlist for that. Then we have playlists for dinner. And then we have a playlist for the dancing part, which I, I actually, I'm a terrible dancer. Awful. Really? So are we line Horrible. dancing? Or but are I we love like... dancing. So I, no, it's not. I didn't put like the cheesy line groovy? dance songs in, but I did. I, I got a little bit of all the generations in there. So we'll see. I, I better hear, see Daniel really. Dropping it out there. Really getting after it. The building is on fire. We'll see. Yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. I don't, I don't dance much when I'm not in the kitchen with the kids. Well. It's pretty um, much where I oh, you, you let, let loose go? on my terrible dancing skills. No. And they laugh at me, so <laughs> it's pretty much a good indication of how that goes. But anyhow. 
All right. Well, let's get to our question today. We have a good one from Val. D-I-Y. Hi, my name is Val and I'm in my 40s. I'm a self-employed blogger making about $90,000 before taxes. I have a small vested pension from state employment seven years ago. I max out my Roth IRA and I have about $5,000 in a brokerage account. I can't decide my next step for investing between a SEP IRA, solo 401k, or just continuing to add to my brokerage account, which is mostly Vanguard index funds at this point. My husband will have a full state pension upon his retirement, for which he'll be eligible in as soon as 10 years. He'll likely continue to work after that, or at least until our young kids finish college. Do you have any tips to help me make this decision? Hello, Val. All right, we're getting we're getting technical today. So we're going to talk about kind of the differences. Daniel, can you just describe or, or kind of... Uh, simplify what the different options that she's talking about are solo 401k versus a SEP IRA versus just individual brokerage account and what those accounts are. Yeah. So if you are an employee of a business, you'll actually never encounter these things. These are for small business owners. Uh, So we're really looking at people um, who are entrepreneurs or they own some kind of small business. Uh, Generally, as we'll see, this is usually these are options that people will look at if they have a very small business. So it's just themselves or the spouse um, or maybe a couple of employees. But these are generally plans that people look at when it's just them. So a SEP IRA is a, a self-employed plan that contributes based upon uh, effectively like the profits, um, the earnings of the business. Uh, there's a percentage that you have to determine. Uh, that you are going to contribute. And then that percentage has to be utilized for any and all employees of the business. So that's one of the big kickers on that. Yeah, so that's why most of the time for a SEP IRA, Mm -hmm. it's normally a sole operator because if you say, oh, I'm putting 10% of the you know, business earnings into mm-hmm. this account. I don't want to do that for every employee that I have. Yeah, it's based upon, um, it's pro rata basically based upon uh, the employee's earnings. So each yeah, okay. individual's earnings. Yeah. So if the business owner has a high enough earnings and an employee has a low enough earnings, relatively speaking, um, it can work out. However, for tax planning purposes, most business owners will minimize what's called their W-2 or their what they get in payroll earnings. And so that's where it kind of starts to skew things a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, A solo 401k is exactly how it sounds. Instead of a big corporate 401k plan, it's a solo plan. Uh, That can only be used if you are the sole employee of your business or it's you and your spouse. So once you have an employee or if you think you're going to have employees in the future, this is not really a great uh, sort of road to go down uh, because it's not, it's not cohesive with a kind of a growing business with multiple employees, et cetera. Brokerage account, we've talked about that plenty of times on the show. Uh, that's a taxable investing account. You put money in, you have access to it all the time. You can invest in whatever you want. It's pretty simple and straightforward. You don't really get any tax benefits off, off of it, um, but you can kind of tax manage it yourself in a sense. So those are the three things we're talking about today. Yeah, so I, I think when we are kind of thinking about this. Obviously, the individual plan comes into place with those pensions um, coming later in life. That's a factor as well. But it sounds like they're in pretty high earning years just from what I'm kind of deducing. I don't know for sure. What do you think? Potentially, yeah. Uh, they said, what, 90000 uh, from as far as the business goes, plus mm-hmm. there's some pensions and things like that in there. Really, when you're looking at a decision like this, it's not all that dissimilar from an employee looking at where to put 
their money, whether they put it in their company 401k, whether they use a Roth option, whether they put it in taxable brokerage. It's kind of the same decision with different vehicles. You have to decide uh, and look at your total income picture right now and and kind of your total tax picture and go, do you want to save in a tax-deferred basis? And most people will just kind of default to a tax deferred uh well people will default passionately to either tax deferred yeah. or roth yeah um but sometimes without really looking at their tax situation and explaining why you know figuring out the numbers and deciding why they're choosing that route so um it's important to i guess look at your personal situation and determine is it more beneficial for you to get a tax break now or a tax break in the future is it Super important for you. Is it is it better for you as an individual to have tax free growth, like you might get in a Roth, uh, but have less access to those funds, or you know be paying on any capital gains and dividends that you realize, but have access to those funds anytime. Especially if you're an entrepreneur who likes to sort of start businesses and and do things like that, you might want to have those funds available. So those are the general considerations. Uh, a SEP IRA would be pretty much just tax deferred. Yeah. Not pretty much. I mean, it is. Like yeah, you put money deferred. in, it's tax deferred. It's like an IRA. It's just a different calculation for contributions. The contribution limits are significantly high. It's 25% of adjusted net earnings, which you'll have to go to the IRS uh, website and utilize the calculator there to figure out exactly what that means for your personal situation. Uh, but then depending on how much that is for you, and this limit won't apply, um, in this particular case, but you can contribute up to $61,000 per year for that. Um, but that would have to be up to that sort of 25% right. threshold, right? So, but then it's tax deferred, uh, just like a traditional IRA. It's in there. You're pretty much saving for retirement. Solo 401k, you can actually have the option to do tax deferred or Roth in that. So that's one of the things that makes it really attractive, really beneficial. If you're not going to have employees in the future, the potential to be able to do the Roth side. Same $61,000 uh, limit. Uh, you can take loans off out of it. So that's a little bit uh, nice as far as you know having the access to it if you really need to. How does it compare with the... Because if you think about a normal business that yeah. has a lot of employees... Well, this is a normal business too. Well, yeah. I was, I was a bigger business. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Not not normal. Bigger business. Larger, more established. Yeah. A larger business that has more employees... A 401k is a lot more expensive than doing like a simple IRA or something like that. So yeah. how does the cost compare for an individual? Yeah, for solo 401k and SEP IRA, they're pretty much going to be the same. Um, okay. The, the solo 401k is very straightforward and simple. It doesn't have all the reporting requirements, et cetera, that a uh, standard larger company 401k is going to have. It. If, if you have enough employees and you go like standard 401k option, you have to uh, work with a company that does 401ks, you have a bunch of reporting things. It's not overly arduous, but there's some pretty significant investment and steps involved uh, and record keeping and things like that, that you have to utilize some administration for. So keep that in mind. This is is massively uh, more simple than that. So okay. it is very straightforward and, and very doable for you know an individual. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't heard much of a solo 401k before so that that's good um we what, see them a couple uh here and there but not super often i mean yeah. they're kind of a niche scenario when somebody definitely knows they're not going to have employees yeah uh but I, again I, I think there's also the opportunity that they could use the brokerage account and continue building that up if that money 
wants to be used outside of retirement or for some other reasons. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they said they were contributing, maxing out their Roth yeah. currently. Yeah. So that would tell me you're not totally concerned about tax deductibility. So if that's the case, and assuming you weren't going to have employees, then you'd either then utilize the, not saying this personally, but like that would lead me down the road of, well, maybe the Roth, so the 401k would be an option. But if you're already contributing a huge chunk to a retirement uh, accounts, plus you have pensions, uh, maybe you want the flexibility and the liquidity of keeping it uh, in a brokerage account. The ramifications of that are you'll pay tax on capital gains and dividends, but there's a way to manage that efficiently. Uh, and so I think that's worth keeping in mind. Sometimes people get really hesitant to save in a brokerage account because of the tax ramifications. And depending on uh, what that looks like for your personal situation, it actually might not be a massive hindrance uh, from a tax perspective in the scheme of your entire. Yeah. I, I know we have episodes on tax loss harvesting mm. and looking at different strategies like that. So if you do go the brokerage account way, I would definitely look into those more and make sure that you're managing that brokerage account tax efficiently. Yeah. So let's summarize it. So you start off by deciding whether or not you want to tax defer or tax free growth. Uh, that's kind of where you need to start is are one of those most important to you based upon your tax picture and then deciding whether or not you want more access to the funds now or you're pretty much willing to tie them up specifically for retirement. I think if you answer those two questions, then you'll kind of gravitate towards one of these options that makes makes the most sense. Beyond that, you might need to sit down with either your accountant or your financial planner to look specifically for your specific situation. Does the SEP IRA versus the solo 401k make sense? Depending on, I mean, if you get to the point where like both of them look like good options to you, uh, you either have to do your own research or sit down and really dive into your personal situation. Yeah, good. All right, Val. Well, we hope that answered your question. I think we're going to wrap it up there. Val is our champion. Val won. She's a good player, real icy Thank player, you. this lady. So make sure you all are sending in those questions. We're getting a lot of really good audio questions in. Keep them about a minute, which you all have been doing, which is fantastic. But remember, send us those questions. And just like Val, you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card if we use them on the podcast. All right, friends. Uh, the secret to wealth is really very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.